0: Lately, I have noticed all my friends avoiding me And that girl who loves me up and said goodbye My whole world is coming apart and falling in on me And I guess deep down I know the reason why Lately, I've been living for nobody else but me
1: Welcome to Love Living Life with Marla Williams on Lift Your Spirits Radio. We were just listening to Ray Stevens on behalf of the Teen Suicide Prevention Society. And I'm honored to have with us today Jackie Simmons, who is a co-founder of the Teen Suicide Prevention Society, along with her daughter Stephanie, uh, who helped co-found the society. Yes, I said prevention, not intervention. They take a different take it's more it's different and i believe it's more powerful it's about addressing issues before they are an issue and with that i want to welcome you Jackie Simmons to the show
2: ooh thank you marla i am so happy to be here and so pumped that song just you pulls me my energy right up
1: we were both dancing to it i gotta say so (laughs) boogie right along anyway you'll hear more of ray stevens as the show goes on and the entire song will be played at the end of our show today Um, jackie and her daughter stephanie had an adventure
2: yeah we we did and i'm just gonna i'm gonna pause for a second and say and my other two daughters as well it was myself Stephanie, Katie, and Jamie, we co-founded
1: the team. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's awesome. That's awesome. So she's got a group of amazing daughters who are doing amazing things in the world now. But her daughter, Stephanie, was the impetus behind founding this society because at age 14, I'm just going to touch on this for a minute. At age 14, after a day of shopping and finding nothing to fit, she was a very distressed girl. And I'm going to let... Jackie, tell the story. But this is how simple a teenager's head can go from a happy day of shopping that turned into kind of a disaster that turns into potential suicide. So Jackie, let's have you tell the story. June of 1995.
2: You know, it's the start of summer vacation. That meant that my teenage daughters were getting ready for their trip to visit their dad and his family one state away. Now, anybody who's got teenage girls knows that a trip means shopping. Stephanie was 14. Stephanie's in between her sisters. She was in between schools. And she was in between clothing sizes. Ouch. Shopping (laughs) became an adventure. Yeah. (laughs) Guys don't get this. Okay, in between clothing sizes meant that outfit after outfit, store after store, nothing fit her. And at the end of the day, we came home with nothing except an attitude. Stephanie headed straight upstairs to the bathroom and I collapsed on the sofa, grateful to be off my feet. Peace and quiet. And then mom, I think I need help. Marla, my eyes were drawn to Stephanie's left arm. Blood was dripping down her fingers and onto the wood floor. The emotional part of my brain started screaming in terror at the sight of my bleeding, obviously suicidal child. The rational part of my brain started flipping through the files in my head, looking for the date of her last tetanus shot. Have you ever been panicky and calm at the same time. Yeah, I wrapped her in my arms and assessed the the wounds and they were not life threatening. We applied bandages and made plans to visit the local teen mental health facility the next day. Eventually the tears stopped. The mutual I'm sorry's were shared and she slept. I couldn't risk being away from her. So we slept in the living room. Yeah. I would have done the same thing. Between us was her handwritten note. Her promise not to harm herself again while I slept. Wow. Yeah. Right. Like I was going to close my eyes that night. Yeah. All night. I stared into the darkness, listened to her breathe, grateful she was still alive. And my thoughts just whirled. You know what just happened? Uh how did this happen? Yeah. And who's to blame? It had to be somebody's fault, right?
1: Yeah, what did I do wrong? Did I do something wrong as a mother? Is it because I'm separated? You know, what are the what are the reasons out there that are causing my daughter to want to end her life? Yeah, I totally get that. And as a mother, I can see how easy it would be for you to just go into straight fear and judging. And yeah. What followed
2: that night? Years of counseling, therapy, medications, interventions, hospitalizations. So she tried more than once.
1: 13 more attempts. Wow. Wow. And even though she was getting mental health counseling.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Even though she was getting professional help. 13 more attempts. And here's what's now in hindsight is like, um, I used to say that I sucked at sales, but (laughs) let me tell you what, in this instance, I did a great job of selling myself on the idea that as long as she was getting professional help, we didn't need to talk about it. I didn't want to.
1: I think it would be hard for a parent To have a difficult conversation about that when you think there's a professional helping him and resolving things. Oh, I was
2: terrified that I would put the thought back in her head.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: When I realized that that fear kept me from having that talk, that conversation with her. And then I look at the fact that she had a total of 14 attempts. I'm like, you think I would have figured out maybe the thought within her head? Usually Um, third time's the charm. Yeah, um, I'm slow. (laughs) And and I'm grateful for all of the intervention specialists that work with her because she's still alive. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So
2: it was 23 years. I mean, I didn't want to know what could cause my daughter so much mental and emotional pain. That she would think dying was better than living. Yeah. And not wanting to know, and the fear of putting the thought in her head, that combination kept me silent for over 23 years.
1: But did did it also keep you in fear and pain? Was it a constant anxiety anxiety? and
2: depression? I suffered from two bouts of clinical depression. Yeah and so i could thinking it's your that. fault
1: or something you could have done differently to change what's happening to her right
2: well and depression's more complex than that yeah. but certainly that was part of the challenge that i was facing and i call this parental guilt and it is one of the worst elephants that you can carry yeah. and i carried it for a really long time
1: yeah
2: and then on august the 3rd 2019 Stephanie breaks the silence.
1: Oh, my gosh. So it took your daughter breaking oh, I the silence. I didn't do it. As wow. matter,
2: I wasn't ready. And if she yeah. had done it any way other than the way she had done it, I think I probably could have found a way to avoid it.
1: Yeah. You would have kept sticking your head in the sand. Sorry. Yeah. Right. No.
2: I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I, it was working for me.
1: Yeah. But at least I thought it was. Okay. So tell me about August 3rd. The morning of her talk it's sunny and
2: it's already warm i walk into the conference room on the outskirts of sarasota florida and greet the 12 speakers that i've trained to deliver messages that matter marla everything worked the videographer was set the powerpoint the microphone the slides yeah you know, everything worked the audience took their seats stephanie looks amazing in her dark blouse and flowery skirt and her hair is pulled back in combs. She's getting in that nervous excited state you get into right before you give a talk. Mm -hmm. I'm super proud of my daughter. She's first up on the speaker's roster. The lights dim. Everyone help me welcome Stephanie Ashton. (laughs) Stephanie walks confidently to the front of the room and shakes my hand. And she starts with, 3,000 American teens will take attempt to take their lives today. Well, in the back of the room, I was stunned twice. First, because I had no idea the number was that high. Wow. And second, And this is every day. This is every day.
1: Every single day. Okay. Keep going. Every
2: single day. Um, And Marla, I had no idea suicide was her topic.
1: Wow, no way. You had no idea?
2: She continued. Uh, When I was 14, after a bad day of shopping, I stood in my bathroom. The pain of not fitting into any clothes was just more proof that I didn't fit in anywhere. So I took a razor and cut into my left arm, trying to end the pain and my life.
1: Wow. In the back of the room? Yeah.
2: I felt the blood drain out of my face. Have you ever been hijacked by a bad memory? Only 30 years of stress management training kept me from crawling into a corner
1: and just bawling. Wow. But as a mother, not only the pain that you felt at that moment and and embarrassment, but guilt, but just, heartbreak, pure heartbreak at that moment. Right. Okay.
2: Stephanie continued.
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay.
2: Yeah. Stephanie continued. She said, it wasn't my only attempt. And outside of professional help, I've never really talked about it. Not even with mom. Wow. Mom and I had the other talks. Mom and I talked about sex and we had to talk about drugs. We had to talk about alcohol. Wow. Then I went to college on a dry campus. That means the kegs are hidden in the showers of the girl's dorm. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> mom and I had to talk about alcohol more than once, but we never really talked about suicide. It was too awkward, too painful,
1: too easy to avoid. Wow. And I still struggle with suicidal thoughts wow and this is how many years after that first attempt 23 23 years later she is still struggling with suicidal thoughts and you've never had sat down and had a talk with her about that not at that time
2: not at that time wow In the back of the room my heart sank i went from pale to bone cold marla yeah Yeah, I realized the struggles my daughter had had to face alone because I didn't have the courage to have the talk about suicide
1: because you were afraid of putting the idea in her head. And all you wanted was it for it to go away. Yeah, I
2: I had sold myself on the fact that she was better, that we were done with that chapter.
0: Mm. Any parent
2: who's had a child attempt who thinks they're done with that chapter is missing what the Center for Disease Control says is the number one risk factor of suicide. Wow. which is a previous
1: attempt. Wow.
2: I didn't know that. I missed that, even though I had read those guidelines
1: more than one. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. <sighs> Stephanie wound up her talk saying on my suicide avoidant journey, wow! I've learned tons of coping skills. Now I want to teach these skills to teens before they need them. Wow before they need them. Oh my God. There was not a dry eye in the house, including mine. Oh my God. They gave her a standing ovation. People rushed up and hugged her and thanked her for being so willing, so vulnerable, so brave. And in the back of the room, um, I would say I was a hot mess, but really I was frozen. I was totally torn between pride for her bravery. Yeah. And guilt and shame for my cowardice. Yeah. And that's when it hit me. Marla, if 3,000 teens attempt to take their own lives every day, that means 6,000 parents start yeah. to live the guilt nightmare that I'd lived.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that
2: means over 20,000 grandparents, aunts, uncles, brothers, and sisters start to live the guilt nightmare. Wow. And that means hundreds of thousands of classmates, teachers, boyfriends, girlfriends, and neighbors
1: start to live the guilt nightmare that I've lived. I I am getting shivers just thinking about that.
2: All probably just as blindsided by it as I had been. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you had lived with this kind of knowledge that she kept trying for 23 years but still couldn't talk about it. And so to me, my heart goes out to all the parents out there with young children, because like right now with COVID, I know a lot of kids who when they're closed off from their friends feel depressed, right? So I'm just thinking about the world today and what we're going through and the number of parents that feel like you felt Mm -hmm. stunned, uh, don't know what to say, don't know what to do, don't know how to talk about it, or terrified to bring it up because you don't want to and put that it, idea in their head.
2: And the truth is, you cannot put an idea in someone's head. Yeah, I mean, this has been talked about in the psychology realm forever, but yeah. those were not the books I was reading,
1: right? Yeah. Right until now. This is, yeah, like,
2: oh, yeah, duh, nice.
1: So, so that day that fateful day of stephanie standing up speaking her truth and really honestly putting it out there changed your family's life forever it did that was the day that you guys actually came together and talked right
2: no actually okay, no. okay. not yet okay what happened, <laughs> what happened after that day is we did decide to work together who okay. knew that was possible yeah (laughs) that in and of itself so yeah yeah.
1: wow wow and so what she said in her speech in her presentation was that it needed to be how did she word that at the end you need to be able to know how to talk about you use the words i'm trying to
2: She wanted to teach the coping skills that she's learned along her suicide avoidant journey to teens before they need them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I got to tell you, I can imagine how hard that talk is. And I can imagine what you went through for those years. Because I remember just having the talk about drugs, alcohol and sex. And with two boys, you know, you'd think my husband would take care of it. But no, it was more me because we have different perspectives and the, he talked to him too but it was two different viewpoints from a man's point of view and from a woman's point of view mm-hmm. but I couldn't ever imagine have having the suicide talk I never did I never thought to have it I never thought they would be at risk just like you thought mm-hmm. but yet here's your daughter living life right in your family with nothing seemingly wrong until a horrible shopping trip And that was enough to push her over the edge. Right?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm delighted that we're going to get a chance to go there. So we'll go through the
1: guide. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we are now ready for break, so thank you for listening. You're listening to Love Living Life with Marla Williams with my amazing guest, Jackie Simmons. And we will be right back with more after this message
0: of pride and vanity, and I guess i let it get the upper hand, and I think it's just about time to have have a little talk with myself, have a little talk with myself, have a little talk with myself.
3: Tune in every third Friday on Lift Your Spirits Radio at 8 a.m. for the sustainability sessions with host Rebecca Sayer. Learn from and be inspired by local leaders, thinkers, and problem solvers who are tackling the sustainable living questions through invention, collaboration, and hard work. This lively and thought-provoking show focuses on tangible, practical measures that we can all take to reduce our carbon footprint and rethink how we relate to the resources of our natural world. Don't forget, that's the Sustainability Sessions with host Rebecca Sayer every third Friday on Lift Your Spirits Radio at 8 a.m.
0: Are your medical expenses increasing, but your health is not improving? True Health offers unique services where Kasara empowers clients with intuition, education and proven resources. Better choices can be made when information is available. Now's the time to visit TrueHealth.com, that's T-R-U, health.com, and schedule your appointment to achieve your health goals. Your body will thank you.
2: It's time to have a difficult conversation with teenagers. It's time to talk about suicide. At the Teen Suicide Prevention Society, we're here to help you have the talk that stops suicidal thoughts from getting stuck in their heads. Our online program helps you suicide-proof teens. Apply for this free program today at TalksThatSaveLives.com.
0: Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150. Lately I have noticed all my friends avoiding me and that girl who loves me up and said goodbye. My whole world is coming apart and falling in on me and I guess deep down I know the reason why. Lately I've been living for nobody else but me. Letting my selfish ego take command.
1: Thank you for listening. I am Marla Williams, and you're listening to Love Living Life on Lift Your Spirits Radio. And my guest today. Jackie Simmons is a co-founder of the Teen Suicide Prevention, and that's the word prevention society. And I'm thrilled to have her on here because we're talking about a subject that is difficult to talk about, but a lot of parents need to learn how. So welcome back, Jackie. Thank you. I'm excited. So I want to talk about kind of unhappiness and depression and kind of to the point that you get to where you get to where you might want to take your life. Because your daughter, Stephanie, did she seem seemingly happy for the most part or kind of just going along in life doing okay until that day or have you seen a lot of ups and downs or what 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 kind of happened uh, that led up to this day? 14 a tough age, by the way, very tough age, right? junior high i think like age 11 12 on is where it really gets difficult because a person becomes more aware of how they're feeling instead of just wanting to play with friends they're really tuned in to more you know i'm not enough they want to fit in all that kind of stuff starts happening but go ahead i'm sorry i didn't let you (laughs) answer my question
2: it's okay because you're tiptoeing into an area that most people go It
1: froze up uh oh, so she'll be back in a minute. While I'm waiting for her to unfreeze, this is there nice. we go. Here Am she I is. Back?
2: Okay. Yay. All right. So we're going to make an adjustment here. Okay. Um, one of the things that you tiptoed into is where most people go when they think of suicide prevention. It's this idea that there are signs. Yeah. So here's what we believe. At the okay. Teen Suicide Prevention Society, we believe that waiting for signs is looking for trouble yeah and here's why the brain has this filter in it known as the reticular activating system that screens out like over 90 percent of what we're exposed to because otherwise we'd go insane from the amount of input mm-hmm. we would get and it allows in what's most closely aligned with what we believe is true mm-hmm This is called confirmation bias. Malcolm Gladwell calls it truth bias when he talks about talking to strangers. The power of this in a parent, we are hardwired as parents to believe that our kids are okay. So no matter what the signs are, they will not add up to my kids at risk for suicide because that doesn't match with what we believe is true.
1: Wow. And I believe, and and we can talk about how this fits in. I believe that your belief system is becomes ingrained in you through your life experiences, what you saw, experienced, heard, mm-hmm. uh, growing up, and it becomes really um, part of your cellular memory, your belief system, and it's so deeply ingrained in you. You know, maybe it's that positive outlook, that belief in that everything's okay whatever is that you experienced and saw and heard is how you react to life and same with your daughter right
2: we all have our own internal guidance system yeah and it's made up of not just our experiences and the events but really it's the meaning we assign often to events we don't even remember yes You know, it's like the difference between a baby crawling around and encountering this creature. It's four legs, furry, bad breath, and somebody (laughs) says dog. Yeah. So the baby starts building out this book of dog. Yeah. And it doesn't mean anything. It's just dog. Mm -hmm. Unless the kid gets scared or heaven forbid, hurt by the dog. And then the meaning assigned is dogs are dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And from that moment on any encounter with four legs, furry bad breath is greeted with this sense of danger.
1: Yeah. Or fear. Mm -hmm.
2: And every muscle Twitch gets interpreted as dangerous, even though the dog could be just as happy and as playful, you know, and depending on the intensity. And how it was handled by the adults around, whether it got magnified or whether it got resolved and the kid could work it through, you know, depends on the meaning that got assigned. Right. And that's how all of our belief systems are built out. Right. We experience life with all five senses. And then we get to be adults. We hear about things like positive affirmations, and we go trying to change a belief system that was created with five senses using one dimension. Mm
1: Mm-hmm and Mm -hmm. we
2: wonder why it takes so long
1: yeah and and the way that the neurochemicals work in your head here's here's kind of tie into this is in my mind is becomes a well-trodden path of Mm -hmm. what your belief system is it's like when you walk through tall grass and you kind of stomp it down to make a trail and you keep going back and forth over that trail it becomes very familiar well that's what happens in your brain with your neurochemicals is they come down in and you keep following that same path based on your belief system and to change that belief system means starting to create that new path, right?
2: There are simple ways that actually pull the energy from an existing neural network because you're right, that well trodden path, it's like having a thread. And then every time you think that thought, you're adding another thread. Mm-hmm. And eventually you end up with a cable. Yeah. So there's a lot of energy there. Your brain is a massive energy generating machine. So there's a lot of energy yeah. and the ability to pull the energy from one neural network and start putting it into a new one. Mm-hmm. That understanding is how we ended up eventually. And it took some trial and error, mm-hmm. eventually creating a guide that stops suicidal thinking yeah. because it actually works with the brain, the way the brain is designed to work.
1: Nice. Nice. And I so believe that I use that a lot in my coaching, that philosophy, that belief system, and how to recreate. And, and it it does, you know, you got that belief system using all your senses. And you part of this is also using your senses for creating the new belief system, it, too.
2: Exactly. The more of your senses that you can engage. This is why visualization actually works better than vision boards.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
2: Um, And vision boards are cool. Yeah, I've played with them a lot. Visualization actually works better because when you have this sense in your mind that it's current and it's happening and you can step into it, then your body starts firing all the chemicals and your muscles actually fire as well, which is why visualization is
1: used by Olympic athletes. Yeah, I've had quite a few. I had one Olympic athlete and several collegiate athletes and we use visualization all the time they gave me examples they used because Mm -hmm. it's powerful. It's extremely powerful to see yourself in an event, doing certain thing. And it's not the winning that they focused on, it was the process through, like if they're a track runner, they'd Mm -hmm. see themselves in the right position at the starting line. You know, they'd Mm -hmm. see themselves through the entire thing. And so they'd already lived it. They already experienced it. They had already been there. And so when they got to the race, it was better. Right. I do visualization daily. It's part of my daily practice and it's extremely powerful. So I'm so happy to hear you say that and to tie that into this conversation. Um, because I think it's a helpful, helpful thing in helping people, you know, people in life just want to be happy. Right. I'm we're not born saying I'm down, I'm depressed. Everything's bad. People want to be happy, enjoy life and feel good. And when they don't feel they're fitting in instead of trying to see how they could fit in, they might spiral down. Right. You know, the power of what you just said. Yeah.
2: When they see themselves as not fitting in,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: the reality is that so many of our teens are being brainwashed literally brainwashed into believing that they have to fit in in order to be Mm. successful. Yes. And the opposite is true. The Mm -hmm. power of fitting in internally first means that other people's judgments and expectations and opinions don't stick. They don't- They can flow right
1: off you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We
2: We call it emotional Teflon.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I love that. I have a tough one exercise. That's so good where you just let everybody else's opinion because all the ads, all the advertising, the way schools run, the way a lot of things happen, it is setting this vision, this expectation. And I love that you're saying that because what it is, is learning to just love yourself unconditionally, right? Without judgment from the inside out. Go ahead.
2: I I just, I'm going to, I'm going to, Hot button for me. Okay. Okay. Unconditional love mm-hmm. has almost no meaning in my brain. Okay. And it's because it's not a concept I was raised with. Mm. So instead of loving myself unconditionally, all I had to do was change it just a little bit, and then I could accept it. And it became being able to see myself as lovable. Oh wow, that, that is one good. Shift made it possible for me to move forward in my life.
1: That is so good. I love that because you're right. Unconditional love is this big thing. And it's not possible for everybody to feel that. I love that. But to see yourself as lovable, to accept yourself right where you're at mm-hmm. is big. So in, I ab- self love,
2: oh. I go for radical self-acceptance.
1: Oh my gosh. I absolutely love that. You know, I, I want to go back to the dog example Mm -hmm. for a minute because i had an experience actually it was just last year and i was on a trail walking my dog with a friend and she Mm -hmm. had her dog and we came across this elderly man he was probably 70s maybe 80s and he was he saw the dogs his eyes got as big as saucers he stepped over on the side of the trail as far away as he could get started shaking and I said, are you okay? I'm thinking something. He's having a health problem, right? He goes, I'm terrified of dogs. I got bit by a dog when I was young and I'm terrified of dogs. He put himself into such a stress state that I was concerned for him, right? Where our dogs were friendly. There was nothing about the dogs, but his experience, he just kept reliving that and reliving that, right? This is truly
2: the definition of post-traumatic stress. Yeah, yeah. And you know, he put himself in such a state that he had no control over. So it was not that he was consciously maintaining the fear of dogs. He was in a reaction, a PTSD reaction that is totally beyond control. I call it being hijacked. That was my statement earlier. You know, have you ever been hijacked by a bad memory? Yeah. What, what you were witnessing was his body reliving the trauma. Yeah. Yeah. And our bodies hold that emotional energy until it's released. And that was my private work that I've been doing for a really long time, the permanent resolution of negative emotional history. And thank God that's what I've been doing because now we've taken that body of knowledge and infused it into what we're doing at the teen suicide prevention society,
1: right? When people
2: develop this self-awareness of Mm -hmm. their triggers, they mm-hmm. can start resolving those yeah. triggers.
1: Yes, yes. I I, have, I had a guest on, I don't know, back in May, April or May, um, Andy Grant, who grew up suicidal from a very young age. And he talked about kind of his recovery from having those suicidal thoughts and being there. And his solution was learning to be present in the moment. Because when you live in the past and those memories that throw you, like it did for that gentleman, or living in the future thinking you should be as good as this person or that person, you keep putting yourself in that place. When he learned to just be present the moment, to breathe, to be silent, to just get present with his five senses, he started to be able to quiet that voice in his head and operate more from a what I call a heart-based place where he's listening to his intuition and he's knowing he's okay. And now he has a show that he does real men feel to help men feel like he learned to feel because he shut all that out as a child. And that does
2: lead to suicide. The difference between a suicidal thought and suicidal ideation. And I'm so glad you brought that up because we'll get to deep dive into that.
1: We will. Yes. Okay. And you're going to actually, yeah. So I am, I just love having you here on the show. We have, even though we have only known each other for like six months, we have such similarities in our learnings and our experiences in life in many different ways that have led us down a similar path, but you have, really specialize yourself in this topic. And so it's just a thrill for me to hear your opinions and learn from you. And I'm hoping the audience is getting the same benefit I am because it helps me in my life, my coaching practice. And I'm hoping everybody listening today is also getting the benefit. So I I just am so grateful for you.
2: You're welcome. and Hang on people, because they're going to get a big benefit coming up.
1: Awesome, excited. So you're listening to Love Living Life with Marla Williams on Lift Your Spirits Radio and my guest, Jackie Simmons. So don't go away because it's going to get good in the next part. See you soon. Oh,
0: nobody else but me Letting my selfish ego take command Lately I've been giving in to pride and vanity And I guess I let it get the upper hand
3: Our Energy Matters tip of the week with Dina Marie. Take yourself on a vacation. And I'm not talking about a physical vacation. I'm talking about a mental vacation. Anytime you can't sleep and you start thinking about the world or problems or things that are going on in your life, your body reacts to that and not in a positive way. So on nights, if I can't sleep, I go on vacation. I take myself anywhere I want to go. I ride my bike. I sit on the beach. Most of the time I'm by myself. And I have manifested those beaches in this lifetime. So I started this probably 20 years ago because I had insomnia and it works. So instead of thinking, you would pretend or imagine. So the week's tip is about taking yourself anywhere you want to go in your mind's eye. Because the more you tune that up, the more likely you're going to manifest that here on Earth. That's our Energy Matters tip of the week with Dina Marie. Do you
1: feel stressed, exhausted, or burned out? Would you like to identify your unique warning signs and know what to do? Are you ready to learn how to calm your system and increase your energy so you are healthier, happier, and more productive? Learn from an expert. I transform my life from burnout to bliss, and you can too. Go to MarlaWilliams.net. Click on Learn and sign up for my Burnout Prevention Formula course, and move from burnout to bliss in just six weeks or less.
3: Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 AM KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries, you can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening.
2: It's time to have a difficult conversation with teenagers. It's time to talk about suicide. At the Teen Suicide Prevention Society, we're here to help you have the talk that stops suicidal thoughts from getting stuck in their heads. Our online program helps you suicide-proof teens. Apply for this free program today at TalksThatSavedLives.com.
0: Need help getting started with self-help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150.
1: Welcome back to Love Living Life with Marla Williams on Lift Your Spirits Radio. This morning we are discussing suicide. And joining me or with me today is Jackie Simmons. And it's just been an eye opening call that I hope all of you have benefited from. And we're going to have some fun right now, I think. Right, Jackie? We
2: are, because we're going to talk about suicide prevention from a different angle than what most people do. What we realized when we founded the Teen Suicide Prevention Society and started putting together a way to get coping skills into the hands of people before they need them is that we are viscerally struggling uphill with this. I mean, we're viscerally hardwired to say, well, I don't need it. So let's discount it. So we had that hurdle, but then we had the whole intervention industry. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: What's called suicide prevention in our country is designed to answer the question, how to stop suicide makes sense. What that means, though, is that all of the focus is on the people who are at risk for suicide. Those who've had a previous attempt, they have a mental health diagnosis, they're deemed at risk. Here's the problem. If somebody's at risk for suicide, you can't prevent the problem. They've already got the problem. So we realized that, and here was the kicker. The suicide prevention hotline measures success by how many calls they get. Oh, oh, oh. The more calls they get, the more successful they are. No
1: way. The more funding
2: they get. And I'm like, are you measuring the success of your program to prevent suicide? Which is impossible because they're anonymous. They can't track right. their callers. Right. So you can't measure a negative anyway. It's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Or are you actually measuring the effectiveness of your ad campaigns and wow. your marketing?
0: Yeah. That how
2: many people know about the number? It's the number of phone calls they get going up. Doesn't even mean that suicide ideation is going up. It just means that people are more aware of the phone number and using it. It's a good thing. Okay. We yeah. need intervention. Yeah. But we wanted to be proactive. We wanted to get into this place of helping them be they need it
1: and it's a whole different approach yeah yeah.
2: so we call this proactive prevention as far as we know we're the only proactive suicide prevention provider and the good news for everybody listening is that we figured out why parents weren't having the talk about suicide you know same reason i didn't want to have it fear yeah and so we figured out how to get around that Oh, nice. And here's what it looks like. First, okay. the reason that parents, you know, you go to have a talk with your kids, they screen you out immediately anyway. You know, the yes. eyes roll back in the head.
1: Yep, yep. So <laughs> instead
2: of having the talk because you think your kid needs the talk, immediately they're on the defensive because we're in corrective complex, meaning that knee-jerk reaction to fix somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So as soon as we start Which that, parents
1: try to do all the time. Right? Well that's our job, right? Yeah, we think. Nobody
2: nobody told me that my job was not to fix my kid. Yeah. The minute we try to fix someone, we have diminished them because they start to know that you think they're broken. Yes. So what if you got proactive before you think they need it? Before your child starts to struggle with suicidal thoughts? Before your kid gets into that spiral, what if you could prevent the spiral? So that's the pr- the tack that we took.
1: Oh, I love that. That is so perfect. Because then, yeah. that's what, you know, we're not given a manual on how to be a great parent, right? We get the baby book and how to kind of get through the baby years, how to feed your child, how to change them and things that show they're on track or not on track and you're judging, right? Mm-hmm. But then you go into this thing where you are, you love your child so much, you just want them to be happy and be okay. So you do everything kind of to protect them but in that process you do end up trying to fix them and they do often end up feeling broken or you're some there's was resentful of, yes yes and you wonder or why resentful. your kid's sullen because you're always telling well you didn't do this you didn't get that done yeah 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 so in
2: trying to course correct our kids we're actually creating complexes we're making our yes. relationships more complex inadvertently and, and I can't take credit for the corrective complex. That's actually from one of our partners who teach emotional intelligence through card games to kids as young as three. Nice.
1: Oh, that's so, so good.
2: We've got amazing partners at the Teen
1: Suicide Prevention Society. And that so if thing. they go to your website there at the... Yeah, the, they can to, click
2: on the partners and... They'll oh get my all gosh. All and card
1: games for kids at three to help them with that. That would be amazing because you do need to start young.
2: Well, here's okay. what we figured out. Okay, mm-hmm. when you talk about pure prevention, if I want to prevent suicide among 13-year-olds 10 years from now, yeah. I teach emotional intelligence to three-year-olds today.
1: Perfect. Perfect.
2: Yeah. I mean, okay. it's simple math. That's not rocket science. Simple math.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: So here's what we did. The first thing we did was create a guide because wouldn't it be nice for parents to have the words to know what to say? Because that was one of the objections. I don't know what to say. Yeah. The second objection was, I don't know how to get the conversation started. Yeah. And so here's how we solve that. Okay. You go to your team and you say this, it's called the preamble. Hey, team, I'm part of the mission to make teen suicide a thing of the past. They've given me a guide. I need to practice it. Would you have 10 minutes tomorrow? that I could practice the guide with you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would say yeah.
2: (laughs) And because it's not about them, Yeah, it's not about anything personal. It's about you. And immediately what just happened is that the part of your brain that loves to help Mm-hmm. Which gives you all kinds of feel-good chemicals because it means I've got something I can share, which yeah. is this place of self-empowerment. In that mm-hmm. moment, they see themselves as powerful. You've already started building a buffer between them and an edge.
1: Oh, I it's love this. It's just
2: that simple.
1: Wow, wow.
2: So I'll tell you what. Let's give all of your listeners a chance to experience what this guide sounds like. Awesome. Is that be cool. okay if I do it with I, you?
1: Absolutely. Let's go.
2: All right, let's pretend that you said yes yesterday, because okay. we never have this conversation off the cuff in real life. Okay, okay. So we'll pretend you said yes yesterday. Okay. All right. Hey, Marla, thanks for helping me practice the guide to stop suicide. I've only got four questions. Are you ready? I am. Cool. All right. Question one. Marla, have you heard
1: about the rise in teen suicides? Well, actually, I have. That's, Yeah. I do know what's on the rise. Thank you.
2: Question two. Marla, do you have a story? Do you have a friend who's tried or died? Oh, I do know. I do know people. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Question three. Marla, have
1: you thought of leaving that way? No, I No, I haven't had that thought thank you yeah
2: question four hey Marla why stay what are your reasons for staying
1: oh I I love my life I have a good life I'm happy tell me my reasons well I love spending time with my family um I love doing things I love to do like hiking and kayaking spending time with my husband my dog I love my dog my dog loves me (laughs) Yeah, I have a lot of reasons to be here.
2: Another way to think about this, Marla, is what's so good about your
1: life that you want more of it? Yeah, yeah. You know what was there's so much that's good about my life. So, but what you just did is you took it away from me feeling like I'm being judged and maybe just talk about suicide in a non-threatening way and help me see what was cool about me and my life and why I wanna be here. That was absolutely blow you away, amazing.
2: Anybody watching or listening can probably hear the difference in your voice and in what just happened because your brain just took energy away from the whole concept of suicide and fear yeah, And put that energy and more into this new pathway. It's like you just created a file folder labeled reasons for staying in your brain.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So,
2: yeah. It's, it's so much fun. It's a little bit of mindset magic. That's what we call it. Yeah. Because now your filter in your brain has a new setting called reasons for staying.
1: Oh my gosh. So
2: thoughts of leaving that come in and suicidal thoughts are normal. You know, yeah. they're absolutely just part of the natural worst case scenario, problem solving mechanism of our brain. And that's according to Freud, the father of psychoanalysis, <laughs> you know, suicidal thoughts are normal. Yeah. Now a suicidal thought comes in, it's going to hit your reticular activating system and your reticular activating system now has a new setting called reasons for staying. So that thought just slides right off. Yeah yeah that's the difference between a suicidal thought and suicidal ideation and I want to go there for just a minute okay because there's a distinct difference in the brain a suicidal thought comes and goes when someone gets stuck in it and becomes a negative echo chamber and they're afraid to talk about it they're afraid they're going to be judged they're afraid somebody's going to think they need to see somebody or they're afraid of a 72 hour hold because they live in a must report state. You know, These are legitimate reasons to not talk about it. And so what we've created with this framework is a way to break the silence without tripping the need to report without the judgment, and it totally starts building out the buffer between them and an edge that you don't even have to know if they're near.
1: Yeah, I love that negative echo chamber. Because we do, we go in. You know, I call it that, and this 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 concept's been around for centuries. By the way, I mean, there's many different famous people who have talked about this flow of thoughts in your head, and when it's like we ruminate, and -hmm. it just gets going and gets going. And what you're talking about here is shifts that negative bias, that negative thinking into, without
2: having to know if they're even stuck
1: in it yeah yeah
2: they don't have to disclose and here's what's really fun if they make up reasons for staying if they lie to you
1: Mm -hmm.
2: it doesn't matter their brain is still (laughs) building out the file
1: folder labeled
2: reasons for staying
1: you gotta be kidding me
2: remember what we said about multi-sensory building out meaning Yeah, they hear themselves answer the question reasons for staying. And even if they're lying, their brain and subconscious mind pick up the fact that they have reasons for staying.
1: Oh, my gosh. And so that's getting programmed into them Mm because our brains are really neuroplasticity and they're changing all the time. So they're rewiring how they're thinking. It's (laughs) it's being programmed in the only
2: way, the fastest way that I've ever found to reprogram anything, which is from the inside out. out. Yes, yes. They build out the new meaning because they're hearing themselves say, this is why that fix somebody doesn't work.
1: But this does. Yes, yes. Oh, I absolutely love it. So no longer are you judging, are you correcting, are you fixing, but you are opening up an avenue of them seeing what's right within Mm -hmm. them, within their world. That is genius. And we give that training away for free. Oh, yes. This is Yes, let's talk about that.
2: This level one training of the talk that stops suicidal thinking, we get to give away for free.
1: So cool. So cool. So moms, friends, anybody out there that wants to learn how to have this talk and get the free guide, the free training, Mm -hmm. where do they go, Jackie? Talks. That's savelives.com.
2: That's easy to remember. Talks that save lives. And that takes them directly to the application. If they want more information, they can go to teensuicidepreventionsociety.com.
1: That is awesome. So, talks that save lives.com, com. And there's one other site that I want to mention on the show, because I thought you were phenomenal. Jackie was fortunate enough to be selected to do a TED Talk, and she did a phenomenal job talking about that day of shock with her daughter, et cetera. And so it's a great TED Talk to watch. And Jackie, I think the the website for that is TEDx. Actually, it's simpler. They can now see it on the Teen Suicide Prevention Society dot (laughs) com website. There you go. Okay, you don't even have to go there, but take the time to watch her TED Talk. She did a phenomenal job. So this has been a eye-opening, educational, life-saving talk today. And I so appreciate you, Jackie, being here, talking so openly and honestly about a topic that's hard to talk about. And I hope everybody feels more comfortable after today's session and have more confidence in being able to talk to their children. So I want to thank all of you for being here today, listening to Love Living Life with Marla Williams, listening to my amazing guest, Jackie Simmons on Lift Your Spirits Radio. Join me next month because my show next month is actually very uplifting and positive, and you will learn more soon. Thank you for being here, and I will see you in
0: November. Lately, I have noticed all my friends avoiding me And that girl who loves me up and said goodbye My whole world is coming apart and falling in on me And I guess deep down I know the reason why Lately, I've been living for nobody else but me Letting my selfish ego take command Lately I've been giving in to pride and vanity And I guess I let it get the upper hand And I think it's just about time to Have a little talk with myself Have a little talk with myself Have a little talk with myself with myself A little little private conversation An inspection. Start heading in the right direction. Take a little walk. On the wrong things in this life And my outlook had a twisted point of view But all you reap with vanity Is a heartache and strife Without love and friendship You can't make it through And I think it's just about time to Have a little talk with myself Have a little talk with myself Have a little talk with myself a little private conversation A little self-examination A little attitude direction, A little soul search and inspection Start heading in the right direction Analyze it, recognize it, itemize it, criticize it Realize, realize organize, 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 summarize, ostracize it exercise. Take a little walk talk with myself. Yes, I'm going to have a little talk with myself.